Okay, before we jump into another episode of RHOD&D, we wanted to take a quick moment to shout out our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash housewivesofdnd. We're an entirely independently run show, and we quite literally couldn't do it without your support, so thank you for joining our Patreon and helping us continue to make new episodes of RHOD&D. If you haven't checked it out yet, head on over to patreon.com slash housewivesofdnd for access to our player character sheets, DM notes and confessionals, video versions of our episodes, our full-length behind-the-scenes podcast released every other Monday on our off weeks, live events, merch drops, the chance to name an NPC, and so much more. Patreon.com slash Housewives of D&D. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. RHODND is a sexy, terrifying, savage podcast for mature audiences. Content warnings can be found in the episode notes, along with links to all of our maps, transcripts, and ancillary content. Welcome back to another episode of RHODND. I'm Balan Shore, one of your DMs. And I'm Allison Zada, your other DM. And again, we are joined by the fabulous Christy Wallace and Heather McKinney from Sinisterhood. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Picking back up with our confessional questions from last week. Who was your first celebrity crush? Allison, you got any celebrity crushes over there? Oh, gosh. Um, this is a it's hard to say because I remember very distinctly being in around maybe fifth grade and everyone got very into Jonathan Taylor Thomas mm-hmm. all at the same time. And I feel like it just happened overnight and I missed it. And <laughs> I was standing on our little playground, which my school didn't have a real playground. We just had like a blacktop that we could run around on like feral cats. <laughs> and someone had written in chalk on the ground, JTT is sexy. And oh. I just remember standing there looking at it and just like spending the whole recess being like, oh, Okay. <laughs> All right then. So I was like, I guess, I guess JTT like is notes? sexy. Okay, good to know. Yeah. JTT is sexy. He's been declared. He's not. And who was your first celebrity crush, Nicole or Anya? For me, I mean Helen Hunt Twister. I mean, oh it's got to be all right. Good. And I'm looking at this in hindsight because I didn't realize a lot of things were happening to my body at the time. But I remember being like obsessed and still honestly, currently obsessed with that movie. <laughs> like <laughs> it's working on many levels. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. But for Anya, I'd have to say that her childhood, like first real crushes were probably Robin Tooney from The Craft Mm-hmm. Right. Who plays the lead witch. And then AJ from Empire Records, who's played by a man named Johnny Whitworth. <laughs> um, everything about Empire Records. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I was, was a good one. I was team Ethan Embry, like Ethan Embry. Really oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. But um, but yeah, AJ, yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah. man. Well, that leaves me, I suppose. <laughs> oh, Heather, I can't wait for yours. Yeah. Uh, my so I had I used to go through obsessive phases when I was a kid. And my mom was very nice about just going like, OK, that's what you're obsessed with now. And I was very early, early on like five years old like I was I had an imaginary version of Ferris Bueller like not Matthew Broderick like the character Ferris Bueller and Sloane and Cameron were my imaginary friends and you had to like wait and hold the door I was like Sloane didn't come through the door and my parents would have to be like 
okay and like hold the door open bless very very wow God, this is like yeah. tommy and i the things we do for our children you know i also like to uh fully add paul rudd and clueless oh yeah, oh, so yeah. Just say, like sure christy said the first time that you were yeah. like oh okay. i remember like paul rudd and clueless was one of them because yeah. in fifth grade i was very obsessed with clueless i wore a shirt i had gotten at the the i think it was at mervyn's or cole's that said clueless on it yes. in my school photo that's so I have a copy of it. And I used to wear like knee socks and like clogs and stuff. I was very into it. And like, I did that too. Yeah. I thought mm-hmm. if I could look like Cher from Clueless, Paul Rudd will love me. But to Riley's point of like writing down, like, I think I'm in love. Do- My parents' house to this day is covered in Mrs. Heather Durow, which the last name you probably don't recognize because it's Howie D from the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Obviously, the most famous and most loved Backstreet Boys. Okay. First of all, Howie oh, wow. D could always get it. And wow. the okay. people that didn't respect him can get out of um, here. Heather is a Howie stan. Uh, yeah, I think Howie and AJ, they both age, and Kevin has aged very well. Kevin has. Um, oh, yeah. Always loved Kevin. Heather also wrote um, Backstreet Boys fan fiction. Wow. I would like to say it was a novel, wow. but okay, sure. <laughs> Do you still have it? Can we read yeah, it? I would love to hear an yeah, excerpt. Yeah, if you need anybody to um, act that out or turn it into <laughs> yeah. a show, you yeah, just Like, I distinctly, <laughs> I remembered it, and then I found just the outline, so I typed it on my parents' computer and printed hundreds of pages of printer paper, and like, oh my gosh. again, very permissive, and they put it in binders. Printing was so satisfying back then. <gasps> oh, yeah. It, and it was real. Yes. So yeah. I had outlined my you novel and I found it. the some of the <laughs> plot points, including I got encephalitis. <laughs> you gave yourself... <laughs> oh, my God. You had to... <laughs> told me that. How old were you when you wrote this? What age um, were you I was in, about? Uh, so I was in fifth grade. So fourth, fifth grade. Why? So he would, like, take care of you? Yes. I wanted a disease that was severe enough that would put me in a coma so he could grieve me, but not so severe that it would take my life. Like because, Cinderella or Snow White oh, style? Yeah, kind of. You were trying so to be impressed. a princess and got her kissed to wake her up. Genius. The premise was that the Backstreet Boys the dream. Leave, lived in a house in Florida, like a mansion in Florida, with me and my friends. But I, I didn't specify ages, but, like, in hindsight... Oh, God. So yeah, you were, there was a whole you thing. Mind, yeah. The encephalitis was the least problem. <laughs> yeah. I, that was the least of my worries. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, yeah, Mrs. Heather so Durow, anyhow. Oh, wow. So wow. Meanwhile, I'm currently married and haven't changed my name. But as a kid, I was like, for Howie D, That's it. Yeah. erased. What if, what if when you got married, you just changed it to Durow? <laughs> I'm like, you listen. Put any name on that license. I'm like, listen, I have an, uh, an alias. I've got to finally make it legal. <laughs> I've been doing it for 25 years. Yeah. Listen, uh, the encephalitis thing took me out. I don't know if I can recover. I can't oh believe gosh. I did that. I, I had not heard that. So uh, That's incredible. I, I thought I knew everything yeah. about you. So yeah. I'm glad to know that. that you can still surprise me. <laughs> Thank that you. Was great. Oh, yeah. We still I do got have it. to admit one more thing. Um, please, please. Because whenever October Sky came out, I fell oh, in nice. love with Jake mm-hmm. Gyllenhaal to the point Certainly. where, yeah. oh yeah, and yeah. I had already been pretending for a while that anytime I went up to my room, it was ten years into the future, and it was above <laughs> a bagel, a bagel and coffee shop in New York City. Yeah, I love you yeah. so much. That's Keep phenomenal. going. I more details. So I was married to Jake first. We yeah. were married for a while. Oh, he was your first husband. Mm. Yes, he was my first Who husband. Was your second, Thomas mm. Everett Scott. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> From that thing you do. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Campus. Oh yes. Also, you're not alone in being into Littlefoot because I didn't want to admit it earlier, but I was real into the Beast, not the Prince version. When he was the Beast. Yeah. The Beast. Yeah. Yeah. The Prince version was better as the Beast. When he transformed into a human, I feel like I'm not alone in being like. You can see the disappointment on. Bell's face. Yeah, you like yeah. see it. And I'm like, yeah. no, yeah. give me, go back, go back, get cursed again. I can't. Some people are into it, but you're right. You can see Bell be like, oh, be like, oh, she is. Like, there's a whole like shot of her like, oh, it's very specific. Like, look it up, and she's like, I'm locked into this now. Yeah, she's like, where'd that man go? Who's this boy child she's in this place? She's like, well, yeah. I'm gonna have yeah. to fuck the candelabra, I guess. I've been yeah. looking at it. Lumiere but... can get it, okay? For sure. It's a three-pronger. <laughs> three-pronger. So. We're oh never my. recovering from this. Oh my. Candles? Sexy. Got one, one for each hole. <laughs> I'm there sorry. It is. is that there that is. may have been too much for your show. We're leaving that in, Christy. So no, that. it was just enough. And on that note, let's play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Last week on RHO D&D, you all arrived at the Sisterhood's settlement for the night of the Night Bloom Blooming, where you met Sister Rory's BFF, Thea, 
and encounter the powerful, persuasive, and problematic Brother Zane. While Sister Rory immediately denounced the sisterhood, Sister Thea was still holding on to her chance to be the chosen one. But the hope of having an empowerment of her own was too strong, and Thea soon followed suit. Birthday suit! (laughs) Cass took full advantage of her powers of persuasion and her new audience of halflings, and used Sister Rory's emotional journey to sow discord in the settlement and position herself as a potential new leader. But when Brother Zane felt the tide turning against him, he used calm emotions to distract everyone from their rebellious thoughts, leaving only Sister Thea alone, uncalmed. Meanwhile, Anya and Kiki spent most of their time in the cat tent, where Anya practiced fire safety, stole a necklace, and then got her feelings absolutely devastated by Kiki's casual cruelty in the name of being honest. Will Anya and Kiki's relationship ever recover? Will Thea convince her calmed companions to help her take on Brother Zane? And what awaits you all in the Nightbloom's tent? Find out this week on RHO D&D. Um, Anya and Kiki can see from that second story rope bridge now, you can see that everyone's kind of crowded outside of the tent and that there's this impassioned conversation coming from Sister Thea, but nobody else. And at that point, Sister Pluvius allows everybody who's coming into the tent to come in. So as you enter the tent, you realize that this is the source of that light, intoxicating scent that has been pervading the village. There is inside this tent an enormous flower bud growing from the earth, and it is closed up so tight and covered in sharp, dangerous-looking thorns. And as you look at it, you can see that it seems to be undulating slightly and and straining upwards towards the sky. Nice bloom. (laughs) Thanks. It's, um... This is what it's all about. This is what we have to stop. If, if we open the night bloom and, and Brother Zane becomes all powerful, then we'll never get out of here. Why, why doesn't anyone care? Well, tell me a little bit about how the night bloom makes somebody all powerful. Can you just like kind of describe that to me? Well, Brother Zane's the only one that can talk to it. And so he'll frequently just sort of stand next to it. And if we try to argue, he'll say, well, that's not what the night bloom told me, which is... <laughs> It kind of, it's difficult because it's really hard to have an argument with someone like one time and I don't want to be untoward and embarrass anyone, but we were in here together and and there was a a not so light, sweet and intoxicating scent. And when I tried to ask Brother Zane what it was, he leaned over and said, the night bloom said it was you. (laughs) So ever since then, I, I don't try to argue because he gets all of the answers right from the night bloom. But now that you all are here, he never mentioned that you would be coming and he said the night bloom tells him everything. So now I'm thinking, if he listens to the night bloom, it, it maybe isn't even talking at all, and he's just making it up. Wow. Oh, God. That is heavy, but it's cool, Thea, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. it's okay. I hear that. I think it's fine for now. I definitely hear that, but I'm also not, again, not feeling necessarily hostile or excited about it, but I yeah. am internalizing that information, so <laughs> noted. All- so Brother Zane goes over to the night bloom. And he takes a deep breath. Uh-oh. And he does some um, acting exercises. Like, he's going, <laughs> yeah. red leather, red yellow leather, leather, yellow. Red. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No. Sibilance, sibilance, sibilance. <laughs> what did to do to die today? To sit in solemn silence. <laughs> wow, did we all go to theater school? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. And he puts his hand on one of the branches of the thorns that it seems to be protecting this, this bloom. And he closes his eyes and it gets really silent and the rest of the room hushes as well. It, it seems to be understood that when this happens, we are quiet. And he's listening and his eyes are so closed tight and he's chuckling. <laughs> and um, <laughs> then he, there's one tear as he does an understanding nod. I feel like in, in character for Cass... Yes, 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 Riley. (laughs) She's going to go up there and do the same thing. Yeah, She's going to go right up there. As soon as she sees that happening, she's going to go put her hand right on the thing and be like, "Mm mm-hmm, oh, mm mm-hmm, ooh, what? Wow. Brother Zane opens one eye, the one that people can't see, the one that's like closest to the other side of the wall, and he glares at you and he whispers, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just talking to the night bloom. What are you doing? <laughs> He's like, I'm talking to the night bloom. And all of a sudden, to the room, he goes, 
Well, what's that? <gasps> you don't like that she's touching you? And he looks right at you again. What? Uh, are you, is that, you're saying that's what the night bloom is saying? Because that, that's not what the, the night right. bloom is. That's right. The night bloom is saying, what else is touching me? Please take that off of me right now. Ooh, okay. I see what's happening here. I have a feeling you're just getting your wires crossed a little bit. And maybe the thing that's touching you that you don't want to have touching you is your clothes. Brother Zane. He looks at you oh, yes. very confused. Everybody's doing it, Brother Zane. And you always tell us, hey, if everyone jumped off the rainbow bridge, would you too? And we're, we say, yes, if you did, Brother Zane. Yes, so we would. It looks like you got to do it. How about you both roll for persuasion? Okay. And Cass gets to roll with advantage because of her crown. I have advantage. That's of the right. Crown. Great. That's right. Okay. Oh, shit. 13. 23. Oh, shoot. Whoa. Wow. Okay, okay, okay. Damn. So he's looking, he's glaring at you. <laughs> and then he looks over at Sister Rory. And he has this thought of like, I'm going to have to go along with this. Clearly, this person is royalty. And just between him and himself, he's a little worried that he's losing some power in front of you here. <sighs> so he decides if you can't beat them, join them. And he says, you know what? The night bloom just told me, actually, last night, that you all would be coming here and that you would ask me to take off my clothes and I would do just that. As he takes oh, off his clothes. He's like, but the night bloom already night told, told me that. that last night. Yeah, he okay. already told me that. Yeah, yeah totally. And as Sister Magnus sees uh, Brother Zane take off his clothes, she realizes that she too must take off hers. <laughs> and she's unhappy about it, though. So she's going to weep slightly while she disrobes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, this is great. I guess if this is what you guys, if you feel like, if anyone else feels like their clothes are oppressing them, please feel free to disrobe. <laughs> Anybody? Sister Pluvius Rain also takes her clothes off. I've, oh, already, I've had yes. my clothes off this whole time and if, I feel great. Yeah, Sister Rory here has already leveled up to level two. For those of you that are still maybe not even at a level or at level one, I just wanted to, um, I just wanted to celebrate Sister Rory for achieving level two. Well, first of all, thank you. Yeah. Sister Thea is very concerned because she likes to do everything Sister Roy does. Wait, there's levels? Because with the Sisterhood of the Traveling Palans, I, I was at a level 19, and now it looks like... Yeah, I mean, sometimes the levels don't translate if you're, like, at one level somewhere and then, like, at a different level somewhere else. So, like, totally respect a level 19. I feel like because of that, you'll probably level up more quickly than everyone else. So just, like, commit. Just then. <laughs> Brother Zane starts shaking. <gasps> and naked? How naked is he? <laughs> it's like it's like he's he's pretty naked, but it's all like kind of gathered around pretty his naked. ankles. Yeah. <laughs> is he also smooth like a Barbie, or what's going on here? Yeah, he's smooth he's like so a Barbie. Smooth. Great. Any amount of body hair is an okay amount of body hair. <laughs> so like his clothes are like around his ankles, but he's fully nude. Otherwise, he just hasn't yes. like kicked the the pants off. All right. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it seems like he's been struck with something. And he starts speaking a language that you don't understand. Nobody understands this language. And his eyes kind of roll up in the back of his head. And he turns towards Cass and he says, You are from another world. <gasps> yeah, I am. I told you that. Oh, gosh. I feel like he's having a hard time processing this information. I think he's having an empowerment. Is that, I don't know. <laughs> You know, we really do. We tend to work in women's empowerment, but it's not exclusive. Men are welcome to have their own women empowerment moments. Well, so you, you think anybody can be empowered? Yeah, because for Brother sure. Said, as long as they follow the steps that we outline at Women Pow. Absolutely. Um, does Women Pow only work back where you're from? Or, or is there like a branch system or a chapter where we can start our own? Yeah, actually, yes. I have been working on a branch for this, this land of Saxpira called um, Saxpowra. And you could definitely... <gasps> Definitely join Sax Powera if you would like. The applications are open. Uh, you've already been approved because uh, you've demonstrated your allegiance here and now. So anybody, yes, anybody that would like to join Sax Powera, please step right up. We would love to have you <laughs> naked or not. 
Brother Zane's still shaking. And just then, another clear bell chime rings through the air, and Sister Magnus, also fully nude, is holding her silver bell aloft. And everyone stops what they're doing to turn to look at her, and she's looking at the sky through the open door of the tent, and she says, The sun is setting, and the moon shall soon rise. It is time for the feast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, so Kiki and Anya are up on that second-story bridge by the Cat Cafe. It's a cafe. There were joints and coffee. It was an Amsterdam oh, yeah, cat true. house. Well, cat is pretty dope. Yeah, and you're watching all these sisters and Brother Zane and the other housewives pour out of this centered tent. And they're all making their way to that very long table. Other sisters are rushing into the kitchen tent and then streaming back out, carrying platters that are covered in bowls of steaming broth. And Brother Zane takes his place, standing at the head of the table next to that throne-like chair, and gestures for the group of you to sit near him. And he he sees Anya and Kiki up on the bridge, and he, I think, probably would gesture for them to come down as well. He does. And Kiki sort of uh, pukes in her mouth a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) And then Kiki, you see, actually, um, can you roll a, a perception check? 17. 17 is very good. And with a roll that high, your keen nose can just pick out somewhere in the midst of this broth flower scent that you're smelling. You smell one little thing of meat. And your, your very keen nose can trace it to a covered platter that one of the sisters is carrying to the head of the table and placing in front of the throne like chair. That Cass is going to go sit in. Perfect. Kiki wants to jump off the bridge and do a feather fall. Okay. Cool. Great. <laughs> so uh, you do that. Can you describe what a feather yeah, fall please is? Please describe what a feather fall is. Kiki has um, a special power. A feather fall is when I put my hand, one hand over my head and one <laughs> under it, which is something that I learned back in my previous life. And it allows me to fall really gently. Yeah, and everyone around you as well. Kiki jumps and is like, light as a feather, stiff as a board, pale as a ghost. Light as a feather, stiff as a board, pale as a ghost. As she just gently glides. Yes, you can glide over to that right-hand side as you're falling. You can kind of push your fall forward. Oh, she like drifts like a feather? Kind of like a paper airplane. Like... What a sight to see, though. Like, we're all sitting at this table, we're about to have this feast, and Kiki just, like, drifts down like a fucking ghost in the night. And and Cass has the best view of this because your chair, your armchair on on the left head of the table has a perfect sight line to be able to watch this all go down. Great. So Cass is going to use that and go, look yonder, an empowered woman. Here she comes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Are they impressed? Are they impressed? Yes. I think they're impressed. I think that's clear. Really very impressive. And I d- also because of your crown mm-hmm. and all the, you know, the wonderful social assertion that you have asserted today, I think the combination of all of those things, they they believe you. Great. Can Kiki go for that tray? Yes. The meat tray? The meat tray? Yeah. Do do Bryn and I feel the feather situation too? Because you said everyone around, we'd have you, to like jump yeah, or You're jumping. close enough to feel the effects, but I don't know if you would know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bryn, I am not jumping off the bridge. Kiki's like, Dr. Anya, come on. <laughs> now she cares about me, following her. I'm not following. 
Okay. So Anya's still up there with Bryn. And I go for the meat tray. Yeah. So Kiki, do you just want to go? Like, so Brother Zane is just taking a seat as you're coming in. <laughs> what does he do when Kiki floats down? Oh, God. What does he do? <laughs> okay, wait. He's nude and he still has his things around his ankles. So is he just like shuffling in with his like pants <laughs> around his ankles? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's shuffling in. He sits down. Kiki gives him a little bit of a fright because she just shows up floating in his peripheral. And you're just going to go for his food? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he just looks at you and he looks over at one of the other sisters and makes a gesture to go back into the kitchen and get, get him another plate. He doesn't seem super happy. But the other sisters, Kiki, make room for you on the corner of one of the pedestrian chairs, benches. Pedestrian and chairs. <laughs> I've got his food, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think Kiki just like sort of looks around looks at the chair that they've cleared for her, ignores it, and just chows down on this, like, ravenously chows down on this, like, meat platter. How does it taste? Does it taste like people? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Sister Rory sees Kiki devouring what was under Brother Zane's cloche and runs over to her and says... Kiki, Kiki, can you stop chewing and growling for a second so I can tell you what you're eating? I think you're going to wish that you hadn't done that. Oh, God. Kiki doesn't listen to her. Like, she is hearing her, but she's not going to stop. So she's just like... Okay, if you don't want to stop, that's fine. But I feel like it's my duty to tell you that used to be Sister Valonius. Ooh. Kiki stops. And uh, (laughs) steps away from the food a little bit. Surprising. And is trying not to implode as she realizes she's possibly just eaten a person. Halfling. (laughs) Halfling. So you've eaten half a person. They're tiny. Oh, it's a halfling. Okay, so Kiki's way less, like, concerned about this. Kiki's like, whatever. (laughs) She, like, continues to go to town. Kiki, Kiki thinks of it because is Bryn a halfling? Bryn is a half elf. Bryn's a half elf, but also small. We've met a lot of small people. You have liked none of them. So this <laughs> this, this is in character. This yeah. yeah, yeah. Kiki is Kiki. Like looks at her and then realizes like they're all halflings. And then she's like, mm. and then she like slowly takes a little bite. And then she decides it's pretty good. And then she's like, ah, eh, fuck it. And then she just goes to town. Sister Thea goes over to Anya and asks, Hey, it's the person that's that's devouring a former friend of mine, I'll be honest, but is she a friend of yours? Are you are the two of you very close? Are you shouting up at her on the bridge? Oh, she's on the bridge, okay. Excuse me! Uh, I, I, we need a little help down here, your friend? Ma'am, I don't know if you, you're not from around here, uh, uh, but what, is your shirt moving? It doesn't matter. Can you come down here? Um, Anya first uh, looks into her shirt and is like, oh, Bryn, you left your hamstrabbits in here and hands them down to Bryn. <laughs> And let us go down and talk to Sister Thea. So we're going to like quickly like descend down. And I'm going to say, I'm so sorry. I could not hear anything you were saying, little one. What What is happening? Are, are the two of you close? This woman here, she's devouring. It's uh, the bones, all those bones. They used to be in a body very similar to mine, but with a cloak on it, on it obviously. Um, are the two of you quite close? Are you Are you pretty pretty good friends? Uh, you know, this is a very fraught question for me, Sister Thea, because... You know, I thought we were friends, and then she tried to kill and potentially consume my son here. This is Bryn, Bryn, sister Thea, Thea, oh, Bryn. Hello. Um, hi. And so we were trying to get over that. We're trying to work through the trauma for Bryn of almost being brutally murdered. And um, then I recently asked Kiki if she cared for me, and the answer was honestly devastating. So I'm going to have to say, no, she is not my friend, and I do not consume people. Oh, that, well, I was going to say, if you were friends, you could help her out. But now I, I apologize for bothering you. <laughs> oh, this all good. Don't worry. Um, I mean, I don't necessarily want her to die, but I'm also not concerned for her, like, right now well-being. I'm so very mad. Oh, it's okay. Well, we, no, but we've never had a human eat uh, our meat before, so we don't... It could be indigestion or poison. Mm. We're not really okay, sure. Okay, well, this is the risk she takes. And at this point, the table has been set for the feast. There are bowls of steaming flour broth laid down in front of all of the sisters' places, and of course, another little plate of meat has been brought out for Brother Zane. He also has has a pile of steaming hot potatoes and he has um, some thick warm bread and big pats of butter but they're clearly all at the front of the table they're for him everyone else gets the the, the broth um, and sister magnus once again rings her bell and beckons for everyone to come and take their seats and as everyone sits you, you it, perhaps you also join them perhaps you don't I, I don't know but magnus says that 
It is time for the petitioning. Excuse me, Magnus. Excuse me, Magnus. <laughs> Cassandra Kastanak here down at the other throne. Yeah, I seem to be missing some potatoes and also some bread and butter. It just seems like maybe there's a mix-up in the kitchen. She shakes her head at you. There's been no mix-up. Maybe when you've been here a while and you've earned the respect, you can eat like a king, too. Mm. Who's saying that? Brother Zane. Naked Zane. Brother, yeah, br- tiny naked, naked Zane <laughs> yeah, okay. on the other end. Oh, okay. That's great. Cass is going to stand up and go to... Zane's end of the table. Oh, Magnus is very excited. She says, do you want to petition? No, I'm just taking his potatoes and his bread. And she picks them up and brings them back to her (laughs) side of the table. Can you roll a d20? Uh Uh-oh. Cassandra. The face that Valen is making is not welcome. (laughs) It's a 12. Oh, okay, great. Um, What is Cassandra's worst fear? Oh, my God. Fire. Fire. Oh, of course. The American Girl doll store. So he's going to cast fear, which is he's going to project an image of a creature's worst fear. It's her hair catching on fire, specifically. (laughs) Her Palomino extensions in danger. Yeah. Uh, on a failed save, the creature becomes frightened for the duration of the spell because it, ha- it like it's a phantasmal effect. So all of a sudden, your hair seems to burst forth with flames, although it doesn't seem to be hurting you. But you don't know that upon instinct. For one minute, you will believe your hair is on fire. So Cass just starts screaming and stop, drop, and rolling over, and she's just rolling around <laughs> on the ground going like, no! Okay, and so, he eats a potato as he watches casually. <gasps> what a sick fuck. Um, <laughs> so Sister Thea, Anya, and Bryn and Kiki are the only ones who aren't still charmed by brother Billy Zane. <laughs> yes. right? Yeah. Okay. I think so, yeah. So Anya's standing with Bryn a little off to the side, having not joined the table, sees Cass like throw the food in the air and start stop dropping and rolling. <laughs> and so she's going to come to Cass's aid in that moment. I'd be like, Cass, Cass, what, what, is, what is happening? What is going on? Can Sister Thea ca- would like to cast a spell of creating water and just, she doesn't know it's fire, but when someone's freaking out, a good will get oh, them a little, to it's cross. like a slap in the <laughs> face. Come out of it. Like for a cat. <laughs> is it because Cass yeah. is screaming, I'm on fire, I'm on fire, dear God, <laughs> yes. help me, I'm on I'm fire? My yeah. hair is on fire again. No, not again. Cass. Not my hair on fire. Cass, there's nothing happening to you. There's nothing happening. Don't worry, I got you. <laughs> And then a glass of water to the head. Just splashes her right in the face. Great. Does that work? Uh, well, about a minute passes uh, by the time this happens. So, it- so we're just you're just sit- watching this happen for one full <laughs> yes. minute. In that time, Sister Thea is like, Psh. yeah. So your all of your extensions are wet. Your makeup is running down your face, and I imagine maybe one fake eyelash kind of being um, three quarters of the way off your <laughs> left eye. Cass gets up. She's wet, and because she's been rolling around in the dirt, she's like muddy. Mm-hmm. And she rips the eye lash off of her eye and throws it to the ground. Oh, shit. And just charges towards Brother Zane and slaps him in the face. Oh, my Strength check. God, an unarmed slap. That's right. Kiki, like, looks up very impressed. (laughs) From her meal of hambling. That is a 17 was that slap. Damn. While you are successful, Cass doesn't give any damage for any of her unarmed slap due to her weaknesses and physical strength. Weaknesses. But it happens and everyone sees it. Everyone sees it. Everyone sees it. And it's straight across his face and he does a very dramatic turn of his head and then an even more dramatic slow turn back over to you. And he says, Stop growing. <gasps> oh shit, Brent. That doesn't mean anything to me. I don't know if you guys just saw what he did to me. Cass is going to go on a fucking crusade okay, right now. Okay. He, this man, this tiny gentleman right here, just lit my hair on fire. On fire I was. I thought I would never survive. Luckily, because of my quick instincts, I was able to put the fire out. I don't even know how terrible I look. I didn't even... I didn't, now the emotions are coming out. She starts crying. She doesn't... She, she starts knocking dishes off the table. Oh. She tries to flip it, but it's probably very large, but she's going to try and flip that table. <laughs> she's going to... Can she flip that table? Strength check. Strength check. 18 or above. <laughs> oh, motherfucker. It's a two. Oh, oh, no. It's a two. No. You get a splinter. Oh. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, Brother Zane, from his hands... Oh, shit. He emits this charge and all of a sudden you see these dark vines come out you and they all have these thorns and they surround you very quickly 
and they make this kind of thorny jail cone that's only over you, only like two feet to the side of the table. So you're still there, and they can still hear you, but you've got all of these thorns surrounding you now. Can I cast a spell? Sure. Mm -hmm. I think we should roll for initiative. I think so, too. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Everyone roll their d20 and add whatever your um, initiative bonus is. All of us? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. time. Ugh, you guys, I'm so sad. I didn't roll a 21 earlier. It was a 12. <laughs> listen, it's fine. <laughs> we're not changing it. It's, a, it's, it's, listen, it was we're so in beautiful. it now, babe. I run it upside down. It was great. <laughs> okay, so I have a 6. 13, 14. And I have a 12. 4. And I have a 19. Zane got an 8. So it's going to be Cass, Thea, Anya, Zane, Magnus, Rory, Kiki. Great. Bryn, do you want to stay with mommy during big battle or do you want to go hide in franchise cards? <laughs> Bryn is torn. Mm. He doesn't know what to say. Um, and so he just huddles closer into your into your bosom. Okay, I'm going to put you in my shirt. Here we go. <laughs> All right, Cass, you're in that, that, thorn, that thorn hat. Yeah, Cass is furious. She's going to cast intrusive thoughts. <gasps> so intrusive thoughts is you whisper or sing unpleasant, unwelcome thoughts that only one creature of your choice within range can hear, racking it with terrible pain. The target must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, it takes 3d6 psychic damage and must immediately use its reaction, if available, to move as far as its speed allows it away from you. Wow. What are you whispering or singing that's unpleasant? I'm going, you're a real piece of shit. You're a tiny little limp dick motherfucker. Your mother hates you. Every woman you've ever come in contact with is more powerful than you. Boy, do you suck. Billy Zane. Wow. Oh my god. He rolled a natural 20, but with disadvantage we're, because that was so intrusive. Mm-hmm. Truly. <laughs> you hit him right in his nerve. And with that disadvantage, he rolls a five. <gasps> and he takes three D6 of psychic damage. And runs away, right? Yeah. And he's crying <laughs> and he's looking up and he's saying, Mommy, no, not again. <laughs> oh, damn. And he starts backing up and, and running around the tent of the night bloom. Can Thea cast an earth tremor spell? What does that do? Does it just shake? So you choose a point on the ground within range, Thea. Okay. Where I'm near Cass, so I want to try to shake the cage she's in, try to get her out, oh, try to break nice. it, because it's made out of thorns. So I feel like if, with it shaking, I'm going to give her some warning. Thea's going to warn Cass. Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cast a spell here in a second. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt the structural integrity of this thing you're in, so just try to bust out while I cast it, okay? Great. That <laughs> does mean that everyone in the area must make a dexterity saving throw to also not be hurt by the earth tremor. Y'all don't fall. <laughs> Everybody watch it. Okay, great. So everyone who's within 10 feet of Thea, yeah, roll. Sorry. Am I within 10 feet of Thea? You, you are. Yeah, sure I think are. it's you everybody are. except for Anya, right? Everybody except for Anya. I got a 10. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a na- natural one. So. <laughs> oh, no. Mine's a five, but can I, can, I, can I use my luck to roll again? Yeah. You absolutely can. And now it's a 16. Oh, yeah. Kiki is unaffected. Everyone else is affected by uh, the Earth Tremor, which means that Magnus, Rory, and Cass have to roll a D6 to see how much bludgeoning damage they take, and they will be knocked prone, which means that they have to take a whole turn to stand up next time. Nice. Can I even be... Okay, what happened to the cage, though? The ground starts shaking, Mm -hmm. and as it's happening, the thorns start to disintegrate, Cass, all around you. Yeah, I rolled a a four on my d6 perfect so let's just go with that oh shoot magnus rolled a six sorry magnus i didn't like magnus anyway fuck you magnus that hurts her bad magnus is like almost dead now guys bummer (laughs) at the hands of sister thea damn oh so unexpected maybe you should stop ringing that bell (laughs) truly (laughs) i wanted to be the bell ringer you took it from me not for long so Cass is no longer in a cage she's just on the ground covered in thorns it takes four damage yes but she's out of the cage. And how much damage did Rory take? A two. Great. Okay, great. So you take two damage. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, and then it is um, Anya's turn. So uh, Brother Zane was probably running toward me, right? Because you said he was running around the side of the tent. Mm -hmm. So I see him coming, and I'm just going to immediately cast Entangle. Just like try and lock him up just real quick. So he has to have a save a a strength of 13 for the saving throw. The strength saving throw? (laughs) Yeah. Ooh, you rolled a 19. Uh, That motherfucker. He's a plant guy, you know? Yeah. He's running so fast away from the sounds of his own mother. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
I get it. That uh, the entanglement <laughs> maybe grabs his ankle, mm-hmm. and he almost trips, but he keeps running, and he runs inside of his main tent. So yes, Zane runs into his tree tent, followed closely behind by Anya, and it is a large, airy tent built around the trunk of a tree. It's the largest tent by far, and it is uh, the most well-decorated. Several small rugs cover the plain dirt floor and give the room a very cozy vibe. Off to one side, there's a sitting area with worn but welcoming chairs and a low couch, and you can see that the stairs wind up the tree trunk, and above, you can just see the corner of a like four-poster bed up there. So he's going to run behind that couch to kind of protect himself against you, Anya, and I'm imagining, because you're only five paces behind him, that you are also in the tent? I sure am, yeah. Okay, great. So he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna look at you, and he's gonna be like, "Come on, why don't we just have a let's just talk? Let's just talk for a second, you and me, get to know each other a little bit." And he's going to cast Charm Person on this you, motherfucker! Nice. I swear to God. <laughs> okay, if you could uh, roll a Wisdom saving throw, and again, eighteen is this guy's magic number. He's a very powerful spellcaster. Yeah, I rolled a natural one plus five, <laughs> which is a six, so I fail mm. miserably. Yeah, so he's like just. You know, have a seat on one of these couches are really comfortable. I, I just want to have a conversation. I, I don't want to say anything bad about your friend, but I, I just I feel like I haven't really been able to get a word in edgewise. So uh, <laughs> Anya had her like hand up and she was about to like really give it to him emotionally, mm-hmm. you know, and instead the, all the air sort of leaves her argument. She's like, ah, you know, we haven't spoken. My name is Anya Amovich, and you know, mm-hmm. let I I've had problems with Cass too, and mm. yes, let us sit down and discuss. Great. What is on your mind? Well, and he like very carefully <laughs> sits down. Well, I just wanted to find out where you're at in life. You've obviously come here searching for something. He's getting a little more of his confidence back. And he's he's still naked, right? Yes. With his pants around his ankles. Yes. So shuffling. Okay. It is Sister Magnus's turn. She has been knocked prone, so she is going to use her entire next turn to stand up. Mm, mm, love that. Okay. Love that for her. her I've been there, Magnus. I've been there, Ben. <laughs> Must be those tremors, you know? Yeah. And now it is it is Sister Rory's turn. Okay, so uh Rory goes over to Sister Thea and Cass. And wants to rally the three of them to try and finally take down Brother Zane and reclaim their empowerment. Mm. Cass, first, are you okay? No. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I just wanted oh. to set you free. I didn't mean to hurt you. No, it's fine. The thorns are fine. But that man, that man. First of all, you look great. <laughs> Thank you. I just want to let you know. Is my hair okay? Can you see the bald spot in back? Thea takes off her little bonnet and tells Cass, "Do you do you want to wear this hat?" Ooh, ew, no, absolutely not. But thank you so much. Oh, this is so okay, sweet of you. that's okay. I just, okay. I thought I would ask. It's fine. It's fine. I think this is our chance, and if we don't take it now, we're never getting out of here. Thea, did did you do that to him? Did you, Cass? Did you make his brain do that, and he ran off? Was that that you? Well, when you meet a disempowered tiny man, <gasps> it's truly the only thing you can do to make him realize his own shortcomings. Emphasis on short, no offense to you guys, just to him. No, but you're not wrong, no, that's it's okay. true. We are it's short, sure. we're little, we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Roy? I feel like Cass should be our, Cass is Zane. Yeah. Cass should be Brother Zane. Say that louder, say that to everyone. We should follow Cass. Cass should be Brother Zane. Yeah. yeah. She should be Brother Zane. <laughs> She's so much taller. She's so much more powerful. Uh, okay, persuasion check from both Sister Rory and Sister Thea. So the way we're going to handle the all of the sisters, um, basically... Thea will speak for a third of them. Rory will speak for a third of them. And Magnus will speak for the final third. So um, if you're trying to persuade the whole group to feel a certain way, we'll have Thea and Rory roll a persuasion check. And then um, we'll all roll to see, uh, you know, how that shakes out with the group. Okay. I'll roll to seven. And then do I have any pluses? It's not looking good, Cass. (laughs) I rolled a 12, so I have a 13. Okay. Yeah, I feel like the sisters are starting to listen to you the most, Sister Rory. Sisters, I know that when I first walked in here completely nude, it may have been a bit of a shock, but I hope by now you've all seen that we can all just shed off our former selves in our oppressive cloaks and come into our own, and I think the person that can help us get there is... 
What was your last name again, Cassandra? Casternak. Cassandra Casternak. Cassandra Casternak. Say it with me, everyone. Praise. Cast from the ground. Cast goes, Cassandra Casternak. Cassandra Casternak. It rolls off the tongue. We have to, yes. to strip all this off. I'm going to take this ugly hat off, right, Cass? Is it yeah, you start? should. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, so about a third of the congregation of sisters is starting to think about stuff in a new way for the first time. I wouldn't say that they're all the way convinced. Maybe one or two start taking their clothes off. Um, <laughs> That's the symbol of the <laughs> And Cass yeah. remains clothed herself, right? You're yeah. fully dressed. Well, she's fully empowered, so she doesn't yeah. need to strip okay. off the old ways. Right, right. And so, Kiki, you're just, you still have a plate, you still have a fork, and you're walking into Brother Zane's tent? Yeah. And I think Kiki walks right up to Anya and just silently looks down at Anya and then looks at Bryn and then just, like, rips off, like, a part of this um, whatever, and then sets it in front of Anya, and then takes a smaller one, and then sets it in front of Bryn, and then takes a gentle step back. What is She's a... giving them food? Mm-hmm. The food. The, she wants us to eat some of the halfling. <laughs> she's, she's giving it as a gesture of kindness. Um, okay. <laughs> Great. You're successful. In this moment, I think, I mean, can Anya look at what's on the plate? Does it look uh, like a recognizable being? No, it it just looks like roasted meat. Were you even there when Sister Rory was talking about who it was? Uh, yeah, Sister her. Thea came right up to me and was like, Sister that's Thea my friend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm going to, like, accept that from Kiki. Thank you, Kiki. Sorry, Billy Zane. And I'm going to like put it on the hopeful coffee table in front of me. And um, uh, Bryn, if if you want to eat the person, I suggest you don't. But if you're hungry, you know what? I have jerky if you're hungry, Bryn. Do you want to eat that? He shakes his head. Okay, let's just put everything (laughs) down. Thank you so much, Kiki. Great. Okay, so I think now she's ready to... um, Attack Billy Zane. Yes. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Okay. How, how is she going to do that? She is going to do that with her nails. Ooh. Great. Classic. Wow. Okay, great. Okay, so yeah, he's sitting on the couch. He feels pretty disarmed right now because you put the plate down. It seemed like you were just bringing food. Go ahead. Okay, and then I'm going to roll. It's 13. Ooh, his AC is 14. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, close. so close. Yeah. Bummer city. Oh. Yeah. So as you attempt to slash at him with your fingernails, he puts both of his feet onto the coffee table and pushes back so that he sinks inside of the couch and away from you. Mm. And that probably breaks his concentration on Anya, right? Agreed. Yeah, good point. A charm spell counts as an attack. Can I family storm him now? I think you're going to have to wait till you're... It is a reaction to being attacked, but... I say we we let her go for it. Let's do it. We we do it? Let's do it. Okay, have him do a dex saving roll of 13. All right. I can thunderously rebuke attackers. When a creature within five feet of me that I can see hits me with an attack, I can use my... My reaction to have the creature make a dexterity saving throw. And it's a three. <gasps> yes. When he pushes the coffee table out, I feel like it hits the chair slash couch that I'm sitting on sure. and it sort of shakes me out of that mm-hmm. that charm. And immediately, without even really thinking, she just like thrusts her arms at him out wide wow. and hits him with the family storm. <gasps> family <laughs> storm! Coming to the ears this fall. She feels the power of the ancestors <laughs> yes. grow in her and sends a lightning attack at this tiny, tiny <laughs> motherfucker. Anya, can you roll 2d8s to see how much damage? You do to Brother Zane. I would love to. That's three plus five is eight. Woo! Eight damage. Woo! The lightning comes in and instantly singes his hair. Oof. There's no like it's just like a little bit of an ash hair mm. that he has left. Yeah. <laughs> and as it hits him, she goes, "I thought you'd be taller." <laughs> oh, just gonna keep wow. Keep going on that. Nice. He's gonna roll for hurt feelings on that one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Which he only he got a seventeen, so he's heard it before. Um, (laughs) (laughs) that does bring us back out to Cass yeah great so I feel like since we're not engaged in combat and out here quite anymore and Cass has just been buoyed by these two lovely halfling ladies can she do inspiring leader Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Cass is going to take the next 10 minutes to (laughs) inspire all of the sisters. Okay. All the sisters. Oh, wow. From the ground. She's not going to waste any time getting up, I guess. So she's just still laying down. She's going to start singing. 
Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's hear it. To everyone around her. What's that sound like? Um, you will follow Cass. Follow Cass wherever Cass may go. That other guy's a real piece of shit. <laughs> He's a cult leader and you should all get far away from him. For 10 minutes. Oh <laughs> wow. Yeah. There's something about that melody to the other sisters that reminds you of your sacred night bloom plantum in that mm-hmm. it has pop sensibilities in the melody <laughs> and it feels really familiar and comforting to you. And uh, you all gather closer and closer towards Cass as she's singing for 10 minutes. On the ground, covered in thorns and mud. Yeah, We can't start to lift Cass in the air. Yeah, you can. You could. Yeah. We each take an arm. Rory's on one side, Thea's on the other, and we lift Cass up. Let us help you so more can hear. Everyone, help. Help. Project your voice like you told us to do. Stand on this table to the back of the woods. thank you so much. Stand up on this table. We're all following Cass. Get on the table. Get on the table. You tried to flip. Follow Cass wherever Cass may go. Oh, my God. It's like a whole... It's like now it's just a musical outside. She goes, everybody, to try and encourage them all to like sing along with her. Follow Cass. And there's sisters up on the bridges. They're doing like syncopated dance moves with buckets of water. And um, there's (laughs) everyone's naked. No one has a rope. Every rope is on the ground. Lots of cartwheels. You didn't know this, but there's actually rope swings from tree to tree if there isn't a a bridge to accompany the location. So people are just swinging. They're singing. Yeah, you have the meeting out of your hand, Cass. Cass is going to take Clarissa out of the Bjorn that's been on her the whole time. Uh, The the Clarissa the wolf puppy and just hold her in the air and slowly rotate on the table. Like a lion king moment. Rory is beside herself with the fact that she didn't know a wolf pup was around her the entire time. Her weakness is wolf pups. She says, Cass, Cass, I will follow you wherever you want to go. Will you please, please stay here and help us defeat Brother Zane and you will be our new leader and live here with us. Please, Cass, Wow. Wow, that's what I love to hear, Beb. Um, I mean, yeah, for sure. Also, like, at some point, we can talk about the initiation fee because it is a little bit steep, but I'm sure we can work something out. And yes! We've been saving so much. We can offer you, I have personally 1,500 rocks that I can offer as my initiation fee. Wow. I have six buckets full of acorns all sizes all for you yeah. we're willing to give it all to you mm-hmm. Great. sister thea it is your turn uh sister thea is now decided that she's given her life up to brother zane for too long mm. it's all about Cass now but she says to Cass, there's just there's just one problem there's one person who's never gonna follow you and he's in that tent over here and and i think a couple of your friends are in there with him and if we all don't Put on our robes or hell, we could just go over there just like this and stop him. He's never going to let us worship you. And, and in fact, he may not let any of you live. <gasps> yeah, Cass from her spot on the table is just going to point and say, get him <gasps> to all of them. Allison, can we trigger the night bloom? We certainly can. Oh, oh God. Oh. Sister Magnus throughout this has been so torn because she is compelled by Cass's song. It is truly moving, but her loyalty to Zane is so overwhelming that she just does not know what to do. She's standing there nude and weeping, caught between these two leaders. And the only thing she can think is to ask the night bloom for help. So she reaches up to the tent that's covering that night bloom, and with an almighty yank, she pulls it. And all of the fabric just falls away and reveals the flower, the bud within. And as the moon light hits the bud, the petals begin to open, and the sisters 
all of them now turn to see because this is the moment that everyone has been waiting for. Watching as the thorny flower bud inside begins to unfurl ever so slowly, inch by inch, the petals thick and pearly white opening themselves to drink in the moonlight. It is lit from within as if by an iridescent glow and that intoxicating smell that you smelled earlier in the tent is overwhelming now. You feel yourself swaying towards the plant, drawn towards its petals and the unknowable darkness in its depths. And with that, Magnus, I'd love to know as that fabric (laughs) falls behind you, revealing the glorious night bloom in the moonlight, What is she thinking and feeling? Magnus is brought to her knees by the sight of this blooming night bloom. It is everything that she wants in life to bask in its glow and its glory. And she is just hoping beyond all reason that this can solve her problems and help her understand who she should follow because right now it feels like everything she's ever known is crumbling beneath her feet. Wow. In Brother Zane's tent, Anya, what are you thinking and feeling? I mean, Anya's still mid-battle here. She just uh, electrified a tiny, (laughs) tiny man, both figuratively and literally. So um, she's looking definitely to finish him off, to protect her special boy, and to figure out what the fuck is going on in this weird town. Kiki, you're standing over Brother Zane. He's pushed into the couch. His face is pale, and his eyes are wide. And his pupils are dilated. (laughs) What are you thinking and feeling? I think Kiki, for like a brief moment, was feeling better and clear after sharing her food with Anya in the hopes that Anya wouldn't be weird anymore. But then she looks down at Zane and she sees Zane with that look that you just described. And she looks down and then sees, like, more of his naked body. And then she starts to feel queasy in her stomach. Like, is she about to throw up? And Brother Zane is thinking and feeling the same thing. And then he does throw up. (laughs) Wow. To Sister Rory, what are you thinking and feeling as you gaze upon your new god? Or leader. (laughs) No, I like god. We can go with god. (laughs) Sister Roy is uh, very hopeful and feeling like she is about to take back her empowerment with her best friend, Sister Thea. And now they have a new role model to aspire to be and look up to in Cassandra Kasterovich. <laughs> Kasternak. Kasternak. Yeah. Cassandra Kasternak. Excellent. Yeah. To your side, Sister Thea. Yes. What are you thinking and feeling? Sister Thea is excited to see the night bloom finally open and is honestly torn because as Cassandra is standing up on that table, she's also glowing and beautiful in the moonlight, Mm. just like the flower. So Thea is just looking from one to the other and realizing that just a minute ago, Cass was on the ground and now she's ascended all the way to the top of the table. (laughs) Sister Thea looks over at Sister Rory and thinks... We could do this. We could build an empire. All we need is to take her advice. We could be on top of the table someday. She feels resolved. Wow. Jesus. And Riley, what is Cassandra Kasternak thinking and feeling as she sits on top of this table with all her new followers? I mean, this is the most in her power she's probably ever felt. She's had some high highs and some low lows today. She didn't want to have to revisit her traumatic childhood past, but it was so <laughs> it was so rudely thrust upon her. But she's on top of this table. She has this small musical number going on around her with excellent choreography. The theatrics of the flower opening, top notch, no notes, and she just she's, she gives herself sort of like a half smile as she watches this all unfold. And goes, yeah, sax powra. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, this has been another riveting episode of RHO D&D. Thank you so much, Heather and Christy from Sinisterhood. Woo-hoo! Thank you. Woo-hoo! Thanks for having us. Thank you very much. What a blast.
Thanks for listening to Real Housewives of Dungeons and Dragons. Want more RHO D&D? Head to patreon.com slash housewives of D&D, where you'll find detailed notes and video confessionals from our DMs, player character sheets, video versions of our episodes, our full-length behind-the-scenes podcast, Here's What Happened, live events, the chance to name an NPC and get a shout-out on the show, all of our upcoming mini-campaigns, bonus content, and more. Patreon.com slash housewives of D&D. Follow us across social media at Housewives of D&D and send us your thoughts at housewivesofdnd at gmail.com. Our DMs are Valen Shore and Allison Zada, and our players are Riley Rose Critchlow, Elizabeth Ho, Liz Jenkins, Kosha Patel, and Nicole Weiland, with special guest stars Christy Wallace and Heather McKinney from Sinisterhood. Original music by Valen Shore and sound design by W. Alex Reeves. Real Housewives of Dungeons & Dragons is a joint production of Hags Media and Pacey's Creek and is not affiliated with Bravo or Wizards of the Coast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.